Nadine. And I'm Chrissy. And you're listening to Side Hugs. Your unofficial Duggar Snark podcast to help you help us feel better about talking shit about a weird-ass family. All right, so we are back. If you didn't tune in last week, make sure to go check out part one of this episode. We discussed uh, Jess and Ben's proposal, and now we are going to move on to Ginger and Jeremy. So, like we said, Jeremy takes Ginger to Pennsylvania and New Jersey to visit or to meet his entire family. And yeah, wait, okay, I have thoughts. So, like, I think it would make the Duggars really upset if ever it was a case that like a married couple was way closer to like the in-law side of the family as opposed to the Duggar side of the family because that's not really the case for any of them except for obviously now Jill and Derek right but yeah I don't think any of them have moved away or are you know just emotionally closer Mm -hmm. I mean we have Kendra but they live on the Duggar compound um so she's close to her family but Mm -hmm. like literally geographically they are still with the Duggars still you know under their control so to speak um and then Lauren she's close to her family um yeah quite literally under their eye right right. but this still like very Duggar central because you know we had with Anna she was she was so far from her from her family obviously and still is they live in Florida so it was only natural for her to just be ingrained in the whole Duggar world and even even though our in-laws have come after her who are like their family's close by I mean they've still been so Mm -hmm. like Duggar central absolutely so to put it to put it put it in like a word i agree like (laughs) for sure god it just it would be so great for them to have like a normal influence like that i don't know ginger obviously seems to like fit in really well with the family and seems like it'd be nice for her to be close and you know get to know that sort of family i think like once upon a time i think we hoped that that would happen with jill and Derek's family because Derek's family is a big presence in their life but I mean they're just as unbearable as the Duggars so it's not like she traded one shitty family for another so it doesn't really that doesn't really count I have thoughts on Miss Kathy Dillard oh yes she I feel like Derek takes a lot after his mom and they they can both go off like on Twitter in a way that's so like cringe and embarrassing (laughs) I haven't seen it myself, but I've heard so much talk about her just being as insufferable and just, like, intolerant as he is. Yeah, but also, like, okay, I feel like the main thing that they have in common is they get off on provoking, like, incredibly Mm -hmm. divisive and strong emotions in people who disagree with them or, like, they they love to fucking push the envelope. They they love it. They want the they want the reaction. They yeah. thrive off the reaction. <laughs> like both yeah. of them are little attention whores in their own way. <laughs> Agreed. All right. So we have Ginger and Jeremy go off with Jessa and Ben on a little double date. They go kayaking on a lake that is, I guess, important or was a big part of Jeremy's childhood, etc. And Jessa makes a comment about keeping an eye on them as because they're technically their chaperones since they're courting. And it's just so ridiculous because Ginger and Jeremy are literal adults. Jeremy's probably older than all four of them at this point. So mm-hmm. it's just, it's, I mean, we always say like how ridiculous it is for them to have chaperones when they're older. And this just, it's so stupid. Like, what are they going to do in these kayaks that they're are on so, a lake? Like, <laughs> yeah. And they're in separate kayaks. They're on a lake in separate kayaks. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, what are they going to, are they going to talk about something like naughty? Like, I don't know. I mean, probably. I think that's what they were probably doing. Like, we should the the extent of their trying to like get away from Ben and Jessa's chaperones is like they are kayaking a little bit ahead and then just kind of like holding hands and talking, which is like yeah, truly the extent of what they're able to do at this point on kayaks. Yeah, (laughs) right. And it's so it's so in any other situation, it's so innocent. Like, come on. Yeah, I know it's cute. Also. I feel like Ben and Jess have talked openly about the fact that they have, like, the extent to which they broke 
their courtship rules of, like staying up late talking when they were living together and yeah yeah i thought it was cute but w- also okay so here's the thing they like this is another instance in which we can see like this couple is truly making at least one point of physical contact at all times like at each and every moment they are connected in one way in one yeah. way or another as, as much as they can be as much as their rules will allow yeah for sure but I mean, definitely at this point, they were the couple with, you know, with the most loosey-goosey of courtship rules in a way that I feel like really needled JB. I mean, it's just such a, not a night and day difference, but it is kind of a stark difference between, like, Jessa and Ben, who they could only hug twice. Like, once at the beginning, like, to say hello, and once at the end to, like, say goodbye. Obviously, Jeremy's never gonna comply with this. He's a grown man. Yeah, I mean, I like you said they're so different i mean jessa and ben's courtship was so it was almost a year mm-hmm. whereas jeremy and jinder is like a month or two from starting their courtship to their engagement and also you know you mentioned about jeremy being in this instance almost like a thorn in in jim bob's side sort of and i've heard people say they wonder if jim bob sometimes regrets giving him permission to ask ginger to marry him only because he doesn't he doesn't to- he definitely doesn't toe the line like the rest of them you know no, I mean? he doesn't he doesn't also yeah. he seems the least unwilling to kind of play by his rules to a certain extent there was one time he was yeah. really grilled about finances and he just did not answer the question he was like i'm actually gonna opt out of this and jim bob kept like uh, and talking hence he was like well he never answered yeah. and it's like <laughs> good for him <laughs> right again i've heard theories or speculation i guess that jeremy might have negotiated different salaries for him and ginger for counting on Right. Whereas Jim Bob seems to control the money coming from the show for all the other adult kids. Mm-hmm. I don't know how true that is, but I wouldn't be surprised. No, no. I think it's likely that they would have their own contract. Because this is also the thing about, I suspect that it was the case for Josh and Anna because they do need to have two different film crews available for the Duggars in, sure. in Arkansas. Sure. And then, you know, now the Volos who are first in Laredo and then in, in LA. So I'm sure they had yeah. to work something out. I buy that. I kind of believe it. Yeah. I, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised. Mm-hmm. All right. Do you want to explain the soccer game? That they go I didn't to? really have any notes on it. Okay. I, my only thoughts about them attending the soccer game was that Ginger was as into it as she could possibly be without caring about the game at all. She said, at the end, she said, it was a great game. And the team we were cheering for won. Yeah, that would be me because I don't I don't follow sports at all. I would just, yeah, I would be as excited as she was, which wasn't very excited. So that was like kind of, you know, at least a relatable moment for her. Yeah. I also wonder, though, if she like wasn't putting two and two together that the team that they were rooting for was Jeremy's old team. Like, I'm oh sure she knew that God. on some level. But why lead with the team so. that we were rooting for and not like, oh, yeah, Jeremy's team or whatever. I hope so. Yeah. I was kind of surprised that they so they go see the soccer game and they kind of kind of like rolled out the red carpet for this um, one year bench warmer goalie of yeah. theirs. I mean, but I guess TLC was there. Camera crew was there. It's a good publicity or whatever but they get box seats and then they get to go on the field afterward jeremy reminisces about his glory days also i think this is the first instance we see of famous hot couple Luis and Kara, who i love and i'm obsessed with is this the same couple who i could be wrong who they come to laredo and stay with them yes not stay with them like Okay, yeah. And Ginger and Jeremy babysit their kids or something like that. Yes, and we do know that I have a crush on okay. this couple. <laughs> Collectively, individually yeah. together. Yes. Like I just think they're so attractive. Yeah. It's like one of Jeremy's former teammates and then his hot wife Kara, who's like nine months pregnant with their third kid. So they go yes. over to their this couple's house after the soccer game. They're just kind of like barbecuing playing with the kids i will say we've mentioned this before but jeremy is really great with kids ben is really great with kids yeah i do think that objectively that's a solid quality to have in a spouse you know especially a man and i feel like it'd be unusual for these girls in Fundyland to interact with guys who are so kind of so like hands-on about it yeah for sure Mm -hmm. um in a way that the dugger boys just like can't do it's like too threatening to their masculinity to oh for sure to do so okay when they're at this house 
Jeremy kind of tell is telling his friends about his plan to propose to Ginger while they go into the city over the next few days. And he shows the ring to Luis's newly verbal three-year-old toddler. <laughs> it's like, maybe that wasn't the best idea. Like this, this dude, yeah. is, you know, just learned how to formulate words with his mouth and is going off about ring, ring, ring. And it's like, okay, maybe you could have thought about this for like 0.2 seconds before about like the potential ramifications. Sure. Yeah, I, I, I definitely, I agree. Here's also kind of a little quibble that I have. He makes this whole big stink about how he needs to give the ring to a friend and the friend would need to drive into New York City on the night that he plans to propose. And it's like, dude, why are you making this so complicated? I feel like all the guys do this. I don't know if this is just like a nerve saying and maybe all guys do this as they're planning a proposal, but they make it needlessly complicated on themselves. Just like carry the ring, Jeremy. Why do you need your friend from New Jersey to, to hand deliver you this ring? His excuse is that he he doesn't want to be walking around the city with the ring. Does he think he's going to be pickpocketed? <laughs> is this what he thinks is going to happen? Or what does he think? Yeah. I think that planning a proposal is more responsibility than kind of men are used to caring in terms of like executing a big event. And it just kind of scrambles their brain and makes them like do weird things that don't really make sense. Yeah. <laughs> and then I, but I guess like in, in Jeremy's case, just to to give him credit i mean if you it kind of has to be like a huge deal for him since it's on camera and everyone's going to critique it yes yeah i feel like he was just probably yeah you're right you're he was thinking of like all the contingencies like yeah, <laughs> yeah. how shitty would it be if like tlc spent all they, tlc obviously funded this trip so how shitty would it be if they kind of arrived at the day of and he was like actually sorry like oh, yeah. the ring fell through my pocket and i don't have it and we're not having a proposal for this filming schedule oh, yeah you're definitely right i feel right. like that would that that would amp up the pressure for sure <laughs> so jeremy jessa no <laughs> jeremy ginger jess and ben go into the city and he's taking them to all his favorite haunts um at one point they go to a cafe for lunch and ginger makes this whole deal out of the fact that she couldn't possibly at this point eat an entire sandwich and is like handing out her food at the table to other people she's like no 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 way too much i could never do this in the talking head she she, like openly admits she's like yeah i can't possibly it's like i'm gonna get married soon referring to an engagement that has not even begun at this point but you know just uh, positive loving messages that these girls are internalizing yeah. about their bodies and their relationship to food that i just you know really root for <laughs> oh god and when like i when she does this at the table what is everyone else's what are the reactions from everyone else i think ben is like glad for another half of a sandwich and that's kind of the extent of <laughs> stuffing his face some more yeah i think yeah yeah it's like kind of funny because no obviously this is not weird to anybody else we're like yeah of course you're getting married right. soon eat half you know you can only eat like half a sandwich. yeah i feel like this is something like i would do but i would just be expecting everyone to say no no you don't need to do that eat it you know yeah. i would be doing that like yeah and then if if nobody reacted in that way then i would be like super Fuck disappointed you. <laughs> like go to hell yeah like okay so you're saying i need to lose weight yeah exactly <laughs> like sir, this like already yeah i mean all the girls before getting married are incredibly trim i feel like in in early our episodes like i've talked openly about going to weight washers they have weird food things like i i definitely remember a clip of michelle talking about how she loses the baby weight after each pregnancy like she eats a protein patty every meal and that keeps her full and it's like okay that's not normal <laughs> you know like you recognize that everybody knows right that. yeah yeah now you know i have seen people talk a lot about like how how do the the Duggar women specifically stay and look healthy when their their meals consist of such you know, unhealthy frozen yeah slop. slop yeah um well it turns out you know like this just kind of really drilling it in an early age. Handing off your food. Yeah, handing off your food to your brother-in-law. Yeah. Right. <laughs> okay, so the proposal. Right. So the plan is to go to the top of what the Empire State Building, is that right? Couldn't tell you. Maybe. Okay, I I thought they mentioned that. Yeah, I I I thought I heard that. 
it sounds good. So, hmm. okay. Uh, yeah. A fancy rooftop in New York City. Okay. The plan is to tell Ginger that they're just taking some nice photos with Jeremy's photographer friend, but that eventually or throughout the photo shoot, he'll get down on knee and that's that. There's a whole to-do about the rain on and off all day and where will it be able to happen? What's going to, is it going to throw a wrench in their plans? Will he get to propose? Spoiler alert, he does propose, but he has this line. Okay, I wrote down, God loves Jeremy more than anyone because he says he prayed for the rain to stop and it did. And then he looked outside and there was a rainbow. Yeah, like he, he he says this like he is. He, you know, this was his day. Apparently, God knew. God so knew. So they. I mean, it's a it's a beautiful setting. He gets down on one knee. She looks super shocked. I mean, she looks super shocked. Poses, yes, and once again we get defrauded with a full frontal hug. And once again, and I say this, I think this all the time, they look like they want to kiss. Like, it just looks so natural, especially in this moment. I think they should have kissed. I think that, I feel like what I hope is like privately, you know, in the privacy of their own minds, they realize we should have kissed. Like, that would have been a nice moment. That would have been a great first kiss. It it was perfect. Okay. I actually really like this proposal. Like, it, (laughs) I know that Jeremy's a douche and Ginger is kind of this like wide eyed Bambi, like willing to be seduced by his, you know, worldliness and bow ties and whatnot. But okay, this proposal was beautiful. It just stopped raining. This guy is this incredible shade of magenta. They have the New York City skyline in the background. There is a string duo or maybe like quartet or something singing one of Ginger's favorite songs. It's pretentious and it's a lot. And it's exactly the type of thing that would like unravel me. I'd be like, oh my God, this is so cute. Right. So picture perfect. Yeah, definitely so picture perfect. Yeah. Here's the other thing. Do we think Ginger was actually surprised? I think out of all of them... This is sort of the only one where she does have, like, it would be plausible to be, like, a little bit surprised. Obviously, Ben and Jessa, there was no, she knew it was coming for, like, a full 48 hours before. She knew what it was leading up to. Joy and Austin, like, I'm sure she probably Mm -hmm. knew early on. But I feel like this is one in which, like, I think it is possible that she didn't know until he got down on one knee. Yeah, mm-hmm. his little ruse that w- that was good. Like that was good planning on his part. I think yeah. that uh, that would work in real life. <laughs> I I have heard. Okay, so I have heard conspiracies that mm-hmm. that they had gotten engaged before this, like right before this, and that they refilmed it. Um, because people say that there's markers on the ground where Ginger and Jeremy are supposed to stand, and there is some. Okay, so there is something there. But I don't know. It, we it could be written off as as like the photographer said. Okay, stand at this spot so I could take the mm-hmm. best picture, and then he proposed, and that's and it was normal. You know what I mean? Um, I don't. I don't know. I don't. I did notice. I noticed there okay. were tapes on the ground. They were hitting their marks. But right. yeah, you're right. It could be just oh, this is where we need to stand for like the best photo of like the the right. skyline or whatever. Right. So I, I could go either way on that one. Yeah, Ginger's not a good actor, and I do feel like some of these, some of her reactions were, like, tilted and over the top, but also that is how she is normally, so... True. (laughs) Maybe. True. Yeah. We won't know. (laughs) I thought it was great. Wait, have I already ranted about the fact that I don't understand why societally people expect propose like, people expect proposals to be a surprise like why is that a requirement for a proposal it just seems so bananas to me have, have I did i discuss this when we we're talking about jess and ben? no you didn't you didn't mention it oh my god it's just so baffling to me i'm like what is this whole deal with trying to like gaslight the woman into believing like everything's cool and normal but actually i'm gonna change your life in like one second it's oh, so weird to me but okay but think about it the other way if you were dating someone and you knew the engagement or the proposal was coming i don't know i feel like oh no i would actually i would absolutely love it melt kind of like fall at their feet with kind of like joy and glee but <laughs> also it's just, it's just a weird convention at the same time it just right. seems like 
it really adds to the stress of the day. And I've heard from other my friends or like, yeah, who've gotten engaged. They've all said that on the day of the proposal, their boyfriend was acting so weird because they were trying to like coordinate everything and make sure everything was good. They they ended up getting super annoyed and just being like, what the fuck is happening? Why are you being a (laughs) psycho freak right now? (laughs) But I guess obviously once you get proposed to and you realize, oh my God, I get to marry this person. Then you don't like care anymore. Yeah. Yeah. I guess it kind of washes away. It absolves them of the weird fuckery of the day. I don't know. It's just a weird thing. Yeah. Yeah, but it is essentially a custom of tricking us that we just go along with. That it's just it's, it's the societal norm. Yeah. Yeah. That has to be like on top of being the super serious yeah. lifelong commitment. A little prank, like a merry little prank right. for the whole family. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a funny thing. Okay. Join Austin. Do you want to dive in? All right. So here's also maybe where we should mention uh, one of my pet conspiracies of mine, which is that Lawson and Ginger fully were a thing before Jeremy came into the picture. Um, I I really think that Jeremy was the sort of like knight in shining army for Ginger that kind of like swooped in and and kind of messied all of these plans that they had for the first Duggar Bates crossover relationship <laughs> yeah <laughs> brand synergy but okay so i i'm not familiar with this particular conspiracy so mm-hmm. why if if they were on the verge of a possible courtship like why would jeremy change that if she was into lawson i think that jeremy swooped in and she got googly heart eyes at the fact that oh my god, this could be my ticket out of Arkansas. Mm-hmm. This could be my ticket out of flyover country USA. Yeah, okay. And I think she really ran with it. Ginger and Jeremy have said that they got to know each other on a missions trip in the summer of 2015. But they didn't start courting until like a year later. So September of 2015, Amy Duggar gets married. And there is a photo of Ginger standing next to Lawson Bates. And in Fundyland, this is pretty much confirmation that like, wedding and a baby is like happening in the next nine months it's very weird that lawson bates and chase bates or Channy bates can't keep them straight um are the only bates people in attendance at this wedding so it is kind of speculated that lawson's brother was there as a chaperone and lawson was there to accompany ginger to the state okay so later also at this time joe is studying at crown college I believe Lawson is also studying at Crown College. And JD flies Joy and Ginger over to Rocky Top, Tennessee to watch a football game with Joe and Lawson. Um, On the day of, Lawson posts an Instagram video with a shot panning across the field and then ending on a shot of a beaming, grinning Ginger Duggar who's clearly like sitting right next to him. Okay. This video is quickly deleted, but there is some evidence that remains of it on the internet. There's also speculation that they were on an archery date at some time during this month, which is October 2015. Lawson posts a photo of him next to, what is that, an archery target? And then a, a few days later, a photo of Ginger with a bow and arrow shows up on some Duggar family blog, which is, mm-hmm. I don't think Ginger's going out by herself. And <laughs> right. I don't think she's like into archery as a sport and yeah. you know, just kind of like has a genuine interest in this thing. She also looks very dressed up. Like she's wearing mm-hmm. a fit, <laughs> you know, a fit in the middle of the woods. Yes, she is. So this ends around December of 2015 when Lawson, who kind of is just kind of known for hanging around the Duggar compound around Christmas time, he doesn't show up and he's not there. This is also when people suspect that Jeremy and Ginger officially started like a pre-courtship thing or like he made his intentions clear that he wanted to get to know Ginger. Right. Okay, here's the kicker. And I do remember exactly where I was when this occurred. So June okay. 2016. June 20th of 2016. I'm standing in line, probably at a Chipotle, <laughs> TBH, um, <laughs> scrolling through my phone. And I see an announcement that Ginger and Jeremy, you know, have announced their courtship. And I was like, huh, that's weird. Because I I thought at this time, there was just kind of speculation swirling that she was involved with Lawson. So I was like, no way, this is crazy. It was like out of the blue for me. For me, I was like kind of expecting 
them to kind of run with it and announce a courtship. And so I run over to Lawson's Instagram page and lo and behold, what do we have? The saltiest subtweet I've maybe ever seen. He has, first of all, he tweets, things aren't as they seem at 3.41 p.m., which tracks because they're in Central Time. I was in California at Chipotle getting my lunch. <laughs> um, so he, he just things aren't always as they seem, dot, dot, dot. Later that night, he tweets two hourglass emojis. And then, you know, it's supposed to be like time. And then he writes, will always tell. Ominous vague petty yeah <laughs> messy i'm here for all of it on the day that they announced their courtship and i was like no something happened here this kind of sealed yeah. the deal for me that he, this poor you know strong stupid man was kind of nursing some wounds on this day now okay so for these tweets did did they have any comments or replies that gave anything else away this is I think dive of yours is very impressive. And I'm like, I want more. <laughs> Me too. Uh, yeah. Unfortunately, I can only find screenshots of the actual tweets. Okay. In, in June of 2016, I unfortunately did not save screenshots of like the replies. But yeah, yeah. I'm sure like, I'm sure people were going off in the comments about, oh my God, lost and what happened. I think that's one that I remember. Okay. Or, like people being like, oh no. Like, uh, all right. Yeah. Okay, I mean, all of this lines up so well, and we already know their families know each other, and there's mm-hmm. never been a courtship between them that we know of. I could see them ha- like being in pre pre courtship friend non friend zone type situation. Yeah, I, yeah, no, and can't you can't you actually see this love triangle in which Ginger's like? Two men stand before me, a like encounter. Uh-huh. But, you know, yeah. one guy is sort of a trusty country, lifelong friend. And then one guy represents, you know, possibility and potential and what my life could be and like getting out of the city. Oh, yeah. And we know what he shows. Like, we know uh-huh. ultimately. Yeah. If this was a Hallmark movie, though, Jeremy would be the villain and, and Lawson would be like oh, the heartbroken. Sure. He would want to steal her away to- in a terrible way. <laughs> yeah oh yeah oh, i love that okay yeah this is canon in my head i'm gonna keep rolling with it i like it, it okay wait just in right now and lawson's not with anybody right okay well conspiracy for another day okay lawson and Vienna. I think there's ah, something there. i've heard stuff about that too <laughs> i think there's yeah, something that, there yeah okay Oof, that's juicy. We'll get into it. But. Especially if he was ever like pre courtship with Ginger. Jesus, making the Duggar girl rounds. I know. I mean, yeah. I think it's like gross and disgusting and kind of icky, but also not completely atypical to happen in families where there's, you know, sisters close in age or brothers close in age. Yeah. Um, also, it's like fucking drama and I'm here for it. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm always, you know me. Um, oh yeah okay so let's dive into the joyston engagement right. which is a couple name i'm not a huge fan of but it's in joint austin Joyston. all right do you want to set this up for us this episode there's a couple different things going on so first we have jill and derek preparing to go back to central america Jill is pregnant with her second kid, Samuel. Um, they're packing up. They're doing a lot of last-minute things on their list. Do you? Did you have any thoughts on this whole this whole thing with them? Um, I just some superficial ones. Well, okay, this one that Derek's brother literally um, looks Amish. <laughs> Um, <laughs> he does. I see it. He and Ben. Don't you? Don't you feel like? Yeah. Kind of like. Oh, absolutely. Be on yeah. like breaking Amish or whatever. Like, there's something about them that's yes. really old. Oh, I can see it. And then For also sure. this. Okay, I think I've said this before about Derek's long hair. Okay, I like his look in this in this episode before he cuts his hair that pulled back and he's all like hippie-ish I liked this. I'm going to fucking stop you right there because absolutely not. He <laughs> like pulled back. He looked like different. He looked different than you're used to. Oh, 
Fine. You look you know a what? different version of that. <laughs> no, there's something. This is like very mean because obviously Derek has talked about going through like a pretty traumatic like jaw surgery that got botched or whatever. But oh yeah, because he had those like braces at this time too. Okay, well he not got that. braces. Yeah, but also like this man. Well, okay. Well, it's like a whole thing. He got braces. They broke open his jaw to like realign it. It didn't go well. He had to get it fixed. But also around this time, he lost a tremendous amount of weight. Like this guy's like walking around, you know, a little, he's looking a little string being-ish, which like we can't judge. Obviously he's going through something like medical and crazy, but, um, okay. When, okay. (laughs) To throw you a bone, Chrissy, (laughs) when they first got married, I thought that he was attractive. Okay, yeah. Jared. I, but I'm just well, you're really into whatever's happening here. <laughs> I'm interested in the long hair. I'm interested in this, like, this is little hippie look that he had for a little bit, okay? Yeah. Can I have okay, that? I do. You can have it. I'll give it to you. Um, <laughs> he, so he, he has his hair. It's like about shoulder length at this point, And he makes a big deal about how he needs to cut it before he goes back to Central America so as not to draw, like, any further attention to himself. Like, he doesn't want to stand out in any way. He wants to, like, be safe, fly under the yeah. radar. Yeah, he says – oh, yeah. Well, he says, he says you don't want to offend or distract from the mission and that in Central America, longer hair is, quote, viewed differently. What does that mean? I think that he's alluding to the fact that it may be perceived as like gay in mm-hmm. Central America. Yep. Yeah. Um, I hate. I it. mean, which like hate it. I can't. Re- I can't. Like maybe I don't fucking know. I don't- Probably not. Probably not to the extent that you're really overanalyzing and overthinking mm-hmm. this. Okay, but my my issue with this is like he makes this whole big deal about not wanting to stand out. He like needs yeah. to be low key, and then proceeds to like go through the Arkansas airport on the plane with a cowboy hat on. He lands on the whole time. Bizarre. Yeah. Yeah, It's like, who wears a cowboy hat on a plane, like on an international flight? Yeah. Wears it out to the airport. It's like, this man is like, this is the definition of peacocking. Like you do something like weird. It's so contradictory. Like this man loves attention. He loves standing out. He has no intention of like, flying he likes to just be like a little pill and yeah. i don't know you know it's okay i tell my son whenever he does weird shit is this bad attention or good attention and he'll say, <laughs> he'll say bad attention but he still wants it and that's derek that's, that's exactly who derek is honestly i think we need to sit him down and just like he's just in the back of his mind whenever he makes a, a fashion yeah. choice we just need to realize like or goes off on twitter is this good attention or bad attention that right. i'm courting um <laughs> doesn't all the same to derek it's so crazy though because i'm just gonna say like jill doesn't do that like jill is probably one of the most low-key casual dressers there's like no part of her that's like ostentatious or flashy in any way no well okay so speaking of jill so the all the other big thing issue i had with their storyline this episode um is jill's commentary about not wanting to wear her her engagement ring she only wears her wedding band because she's concerned about about getting her finger cut off in central america Jesus okay. Christ, this couple, this like <laughs> white, scantily educated. Yeah. So ignorant. Nothing they do or say shocks me, but it's still just so, so ridiculous. It's ignorant because, like, of course, like, obviously, if you're a white American in a foreign country that's significantly, you know, where, where most people are significantly less wealthy than people in the u.s like yeah you need to be careful and you need to take precautions but like kind of speculating out loud that like someone's just randomly gonna cut your finger off just like screams gross racism and xenophobia and like that you've oh god it's just so annoying absolutely the the way that they talk about central america in general is so infuriating i remember one time in a tlc after show sit down discussion jill and derek were talking about how it's so 
difficult to go down there because, you know, if they were in the U.S., they would never have to plan for, okay, what if you get murdered? What if you die? What if you get raped? And it's like, you should definitely talk to your husband about what would happen if you die anywhere. Like, regardless. These things are just like risks that are inherent to like being a human in the world among other humans. Absolutely. They, I can't with them. Uh, Yeah. And uh, I remember one time, um, in a later episode of counting on it was it was like when they first came back for good from central america and Mm -hmm. they had this whole thing about how excited they were to go to the grocery store and get this and this and this and be able to do this and this and this that they could never do in central america and it's like okay if you were there for mission work but if you're this relieved to come back i mean did you do how much did you really care you know what i'm saying it's just yeah but yeah, that's all I have for them. <laughs> yeah, so we should. Okay, yeah. I also noted that Jill stops by and she is like being super helpful with packing. Obviously, she was really close to Jill because that was her buddy growing up. But um, Wait, yeah, she's just by, over you- there. Joy, Anna. Oh, Joy. Okay, yeah. Yeah, it's kind of like helping with all these things. And this is also something that I've like have been thinking about throughout the episode. Just like what the different love languages for these people are. You, you're like you you're familiar you know like love language you're familiar yeah, with like- actually i just took a, a love language quiz tonight with my husband so yeah i oh my yes. god wow look at that yeah um, yeah what did you get um i got uh words of affirmation yeah okay i it was just something that i like kept in the back of my mind throughout the episode like trying to guess at like which love language lined up best with like each person okay i feel okay. like for joy join austin i'm gonna go with acts of service yeah yeah okay sure. just very like salt to earth like ready to kind of like get down and do anything not yeah. super like you know forthcoming with like words of affirmation or whatever but i don't know it works it fits for them I, I, yeah but okay. um I that, yeah. Like, yeah just like further evidence of that joy is just always like i've been noticing these pop past couple episodes like always just kind of like down to help and like do whatever and yeah seems really sweet about it i okay so i did make a note um in present day like episodes of counting on everyone talks about how austin is just so like not into the whole filming situation and even this far back like he's already so over like all of the the in the moment interviews um Mm-hmm. he's one of the Duggar in-laws I, I definitely like have a crush on in every iteration he looks cute then he looks cute now I I'm yeah <laughs> yeah I would yeah I would say he's also like a cute boy you know like yeah, he's someone yeah. who I, I think that there's a lot to I'm gonna really try to uh qualify this there's a lot to admire about Austin in comparison to some of the other Duggar okay. boys and in like he's he really is clearly an industrious young man like ready mm-hmm. to kind of do what he needs to do and take initiative in a way that you know is always kind of good to see in a young person yeah i agree but i noticed that too that the counting on episode is an hour long and their proposals maybe 15 minutes at the end like he i feel like Austin was just so like he was like I'm not giving you guys what you want like I am setting up this proposal for my future wife fucking leave me alone I'll like give you a little in the moment interview but I'm not going to sit down and harp about how nervous I am or how much I love this girl I just need to do the thing yeah like film me if you want to but like i'm doing what i'm doing uh, and yeah regardless. yeah for sure yeah yeah yeah, you're right their their actual proposal doesn't take up the majority of the episode like with the other proposals um and there's yeah there's so much other stuff going on with like the other siblings do we want to talk about jill or ginger for a second what she's doing um yeah i only had one note about this which is um so I guess this this episode, her storyline is she needs to find gifts that are emblematic of Laredo to send back to her family. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. She goes to like this kitschy little kind of like touristy gift shop and tries to like pick out like cowboy boots and like Mexican candies and stuff like that, which is like cute or whatever. But one thing that I noted is that I, th- I think at this point she'd only been married for like a few months. And she says like, yeah, you know, when when jeremy is studying or working like it's kind of get to like drive around and like go shopping and i'm like <laughs> okay this sounds so boring but also like 
I would die for that life. <laughs> just like driving around a strange city, like shopping and dry, you know, eating and whatever. Right. I know, like, I made a note of that because she's basically by herself and she's in a new mm-hmm. city. And I, is she low? Okay. Is she lonely because of that? Because the way she just, like, has to ask all the salespeople for advice and when she talks about her family, when she's shopping and she's shopping alone. Um, but that's so true. Also, like, but, but where is, are your but friends, is she also, girl? Right. But is she also excited just to have the freedom? Because, when has she ever been able to go shopping by herself like this? You know what I wrote down? I was like, this This actually does remind me a lot of like, not that this happened to me, but yeah, it did. Like <laughs> when I was 17 and I first got my driver's license and I like yeah. was kind of like an awkward kid and didn't really have a lot of friends. I'm like, I'm going to go here. And I would just fucking go there. And, um, right. Yeah. Or like, like the same yeah. feeling of like being newly liberated in a way, but also like not having, really like having... having- <laughs> Like having nowhere to go, almost too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Much. yeah. Oh, for sure. Uh, you know, I think it's. I feel like maybe everyone's experienced that at least once in their life, right? Right? Okay. Tell me. Okay. Yes. No. Absolutely. Okay. <laughs> yes. No. I, mean, I feel like it's like a good. Um. You know, it's like a phase that she's going through, and clear, like it's like happening on camera. I don't think it's. I don't think this scene is like tragically sad and desperate that she has like no, no friends. Absolutely. Never- yeah, no, it's like a thing people go through. Um, they move to a new city, you know, they have to have to start. Also, like, right. to me, it was clear, like, they never intended for Laredo to be, like, a long-term place. No. No, for sure. Um, how, long were, how long were they there before? They had Felicity there. Right. So, I, uh, I mean, a couple years, maybe? A few years? Yeah, I think it was, like, two and a half, maybe. But Yeah. Um, yeah. I feel like I could tell they already had, like, one foot out. Right. Plotting their they had their plans. Yeah. Okay. So the proposal. All right. So I want to talk about the little setup or like the preparations. Um, I want to talk about everything. No. <laughs> um, okay. Let's go. Let's then, go. Okay. Okay. I just I have so many so many little things because uh, of all the couples. I think we've said this before, like Joy and Austin just seem so genuine. So like they would be together in like any life because they just mm-hmm. seem they have so many shared interests. Genuinely, they don't just mm-hmm. share the same feeling of wanting to bone each other as soon as possible. Um, but they clearly but, do. Okay. 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 But that's not all. That's not all. No, you're right. Yeah. But they're, but, yeah. they're hell horny. They are very horny. Um, but they're just so endearing um there's a moment okay at the beginning of the walk to the proposal of him blindfolding her and asking her if she trusts him it's just like it's very um sweet and like almost intimate oh very yeah Uh, very intimate he gets down after the proposal he he blindfolds joy walks her over to the setup where he spent the day like stringing up lights and like he brought a generator he and his dad built this table not from scratch but like they assembled a full table in the middle of the woods and um set up this whole like barbecue station um for like a romantic dinner that they would have after the proposal it's really nice and it's at this hiking spot he says that he used to go to with his family and it it seems to be like a a sentimental place for him gorgeous view it's nice He, he asked joy to marry him and afterward for a solid like five minutes they're just kind of like whispering to each other in front of the camera like it's clear that they're trying to have like a moment of you're trying to carve out like like a moment of privacy you know insofar as like as much as they possibly can but i was like "Ooh, i shouldn't be watching this this is too (laughs) yeah I, yeah, exactly. Um, and but and that just like points to the authenticity of their relationship. I mean, not to say that the other ones aren't legit, but I, I don't know. There's just like makes so much sense too. It was the least sort of kind of performed for the cameras. Yeah, it was just really thoughtful and thought out and romantic. And I think he even said, "Were they eating like a deer no. that she killed?" Or oh something? my god. <laughs> I thought so. Yeah. Oh my god, these <laughs> kids! I can't with them. They're so like I know, like quintessentially like we hunt, we deer, we wear cameo. You know, it's cute. For them, but it's, uh-huh. Also, I don't fully understand it, but I'm not gonna like shit on it. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Here. Um. 
the Duggar family blog, they feasted on grilled venison from a deer they hunted <laughs> oh together. It's adorable, though. <laughs> that is, like, really cute. Right. For, like, it's, it's very them. He also, I think this is what he said. I wrote it down. So hopefully I'm right. Um, that he, the ring he gave her had been through four other generations in his family. Yeah. So like that was kind of a huge deal. To which, to which she replied, "So neat," <laughs> because she's 19 years old. Yeah, it's not as bad as. Um, do you remember yeah. um, how Jill accepted her proposal from Derek? Derek was like, "Will you marry me?" And she like giggles and says, "Totally." Oh yeah. <laughs> And then the whole time she's like, oh, my word. Oh, my word. Yeah. These girls are young. Um, yeah. They're quite uh-huh. young and quite sheltered. As far as the actual proposals go, I want to rank them. Okay. All right. Here okay. we go. So we have um, Jessa, Ginger, and Joy. All right. I'll rank mine from the best to the, I, not the worst, but okay. The best, I'm going to say I'm Joy, Jessa, and Ginger. Joy had the best, followed by Jessa. And then Ginger had the least. Yes. Yeah, only I yeah, only because I I don't know, I just loved the whole church of Jessa's and in in these particular episodes, um Jessa and Ben were more endearing to me than Ginger and Jeremy, so I was less I wasn't so attached to them. I was more remo- removed from Ginger's. Okay. And Joy is just Joy and Austin are just like they're my fundy couple and you know despite hating all of their values which I do um but they they it was just so sweet it was so them it was so genuine it like you said it wasn't like it didn't seem like a show for the cameras but it was still well thought out and not just something spur of the moment. It was still mm-hmm. something special. Yeah. They also like definitely got to spend the most quality time together. Like it was truly like this. Oh, also we should mention this is the only proposal that they didn't invite like a fuck ton of family to come celebrate with afterwards. True. You know, they enjoyed like a quiet private dinner. The two of them on this sunset cliff, which is mm-hmm. <laughs> it's cute. Yeah. I know. I know. Okay. I think I'm, I'm definitely like a much more like, shallow bitch on that <laughs> like okay my top proposal okay, <laughs> was ginger and jeremy i am not a fan i mean i know i know that jeremy is grating and like annoying but i thought yeah. the proposal was so beautiful and it was so nice at least you can remove yourself from it and you could like put your feelings for them aside. Yeah, but I also feel like I'm thinking about this in terms of what proposal yeah. what I like the most. <laughs> for me personally, yeah. Would you want? And it would right. definitely be out of all of them for sure. <laughs> like I want this like gorgeous picturesque New York City skyline um, and a string quartet. Right. And yes. Yeah, man. And then second for me would be Joy and Austin. It's definitely like less right. my speed. I'd be kind of annoyed if just personally for me i got proposed to in like the middle of like a woods i'd be like okay cool but um right. i want like a martini now yeah, yeah. and then the last for me would be jessa and ben okay i agree that like the actual like the crown the thorn crown chapel proposal was stunning such a beautiful yes. moment but like it was literally ruined for me by a yes. day of utter and completely crazy shenanigans oh. the shenanigans is what did it in for me i would be just so annoyed yeah i don't yeah i don't think when she looks back on it jessa like that's what she remembers the most about the proposal but for me it was just like i'd be annoyed like i'm annoyed for her like i'm still you know right how especially like how at times it wasn't it wasn't like fun at at a point it wasn't fun anymore she was annoyed i think that like i don't know maybe okay even even though they'd been dating for a year I don't know. Do you think it's just that like Ben yeah. probably didn't know her as well as he thought he did at that point? That could be. I mean, or, I, I mean, like yeah. his heart was in the right place with wanting to, yeah, with wanting to to do callbacks to all of their little relationship yeah. events. So like, I do get that, but it was just. I think I said this before. It was just overkill. And I feel like he didn't. He he like didn't know her well enough at this point to to understand that it would annoy her more than endear her to him. You know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, those are my rankings. All right. Is there anything else about these proposals that you were thinking? Any other thoughts? Do you want to? Okay. Do you want to like quickly indulge me in this? Like, in my yeah. guesses of 
what the love languages are for each of these people. Let's think. Okay. Like, we have Joy and Austin. I think they both are acts of service. Okay, I could see that. Ginger and Jeremy. What do we think? Physical touch. I think actually for Ginger, it might have <laughs> been physical touch. But then um, but then now I kind of think it also, I think that faded away. Because they don't seem super touchy-feely to, with each other anymore. Okay. I feel like it might be like worse. True, true. Now, yeah. Okay. And then... All right. What about uh, Justin? Okay, for Ben, it seems clear to me what it is. What? Words of affirmation. Okay, yeah. Which is funny because he's he's not the best with words, but, like, you can tell that that's really what gets him going. <laughs> like, right. every clue that he, he wrote down was this, like, long letter written in cursive mm-hmm. with all these, like, puns and wordplay. Like, Aww. he was into it. <laughs> yeah, he definitely was. Okay, so Jessa, I don't. Ugh. She's so hard for me to read sometimes. She um, is hard. Yeah, I have kind of like a wild card for her, and I have only one shred of what? for it. I think it might be what gifts. Okay, like she. Really, what's your What's your evidence? I was just kind of surprised that she really did absolutely like melt at receiving Ben's like true crappy, weirdly wrapped gift. Like she. Like, I feel like all her defenses came down. And she was just like, oh, my God, you got me what? Yeah, okay. And I, I like that for her, too, because it's, like, something softer. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Something softer. And mm-hmm. I, I, she does seem like the type that is kind of uncomfortable with ostentatious di- displays of, like, you know, yeah. grand romantic gestures or whatever. But I think, like, a small gift kind of, like, is, like, the sweet spot for her. And it's, it's what works. Yeah, I agree. Oh, wait. I have one more thought about joy in austin yes so at the end um they're interviewing other family members and they're kind of asking them to guess how long the courtship will be and they're all kind of guessing around like they're all saying like oh my god it's gonna be so fast like four months five months and then janice said two months Mm -hmm. like as a joke like you can tell like she's not at all serious she's like laughing as she says it their court their court their engagement yeah exactly two months that's so wild. Oh, my God. The courtiest couple by far. I think yeah. they were speculating that originally it was scheduled for the end of summer. Okay. Um, And it moved all the way the fuck up to, oh. <laughs> to May. Two months after their March engagement. Horniest couple, hands down. They are the horniest. I mean, yeah. um, you know, Ginger and Jeremy might have been, like, the most touchy-feely, like, leading up mm-hmm. to their wedding. But, Yeah. Yeah, Joy and Austin for sure. Yeah, take the cake on this one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> good for them. Good luck, you crazy kids. Um, yeah, any more thoughts? I don't think so. Not on these ones. No. Okay. Well, that was the engagement episodes for Joy, Ginger, and Jessa. Okay. Snark on, Mother Duggers. <laughs>